0: Welcome back to our podcast, Sabrina. <laughs>
1: Thanks. I'm so honored to be here. <laughs> good. It's called Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. Cool. How's it uh, going in your haunted house, Corinne? It's good. It's not too bad right now. Have you had it's any been...
0: experiences this weekend? No, not this weekend, surprisingly. That's I good. mean, surprisingly, and then also not so surprisingly, because it's not, we have active moments and then. Moments that are a little more quiet and we're in a, a phase of, of it being more quiet. So not much has been going on. But yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't seen anything, but I did. <laughs> I'm recording up in my bedroom, my childhood bedroom, oh. and I closed all of the doors like my door is closed, but I still closed every single door in the upstairs because so when don't I walked back anything? down, yeah, to rejoin my parents, I was like, Mm-mm, I'm not walking past any. Open, open doors. dark doors where I've seen things before. Yeah.
1: I'm the opposite. I turn, I opened every single door in my apartment and turned all the lights on so that when we finish, I am not terrified. Oh, that's nice. See, I'm, I just want to
0: block everything out, but you're <laughs> like, let me see everything and know yeah. that everything is safe.
1: Yeah, I want to see shadows creeping through doorways.
0: <laughs> I, so my apartment in Boston, I think. I think it's, like, the first place I've ever lived in that hasn't had any activity. But when we graduated college and we moved into apartments outside of, like, our college housing, so Brianna and I lived together, Mm -hmm. and I staged that apartment, and I didn't experience anything. But she did because one time we were – I was probably with you. We were – Everyone was together doing something and she was coming down a little bit later. And I was like, Oh, shoot, can you go grab my camera and bring my camera? And she's like, Yeah, sure. So she went and grabbed my camera and placed it in the middle of the kitchen table. And then she texted me and was like, Oh my God, our house is haunted. And I was like, Why? And she said that she put it in the middle of our kitchen table, went back into her bedroom. And mine, Dupriana is like very much like she doesn't want to believe in any yeah, of that. Yeah. So she put it in the kitchen table, went to the bedroom. And then she heard a loud bang. And when she came out, the camera had been placed in the middle of the living room floor. Ugh. (laughs) So.
1: You're, like, crying. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: It's okay, though. We don't live there
1: anymore. Yeah, that's true. And we don't live in any of the houses that we're about to talk about, which is great. No, we don't.
0: (laughs) I'm really excited to hear yours because you have been talking about it for a few days.
1: Well, I changed mine a bunch. Because. Sorry, I like itching my <laughs> armpit in front of you. <laughs> do you like how I do it? Do I do it with the you same You kind of look impact? like a monkey.
0: <laughs> I do it with the same hand as the armpit that I, yeah, I don't reach across. I just, you know, try to do a little.
1: <laughs> you really look like a monkey. A little swipe. Well, <laughs> so apparently we're descendants of them, so <laughs> where you're getting it from.
0: Yeah. You might be a little bit more developed than me. <laughs>
1: <God>. <laughs> not in the breast area. More archaic. Oh, not in the breast area. I used to have boobs, and then they all of a sudden went away. All of my high school friends love really? to bring it up, and I don't know when they went.
0: <laughs> did you start – when did you start running? Maybe that's
1: – Well, I was always active. I always played soccer and lacrosse and stuff, so I don't really know when they went away. But uh, – They did. So (laughs) it's an unexplained mystery.
0: (laughs) The unexplained mystery of Sabrina's disappearing boobs. Coming up on episode eight. (laughs) (laughs) We said we'd only do ghosts, but now we're getting into conspiracy theories.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. All right. I I think we just needed this lightness to get uh, get prepared for what we're about to do. Do you well? Are we going?
0: Do we even have an order? Do we alternate, or do we just whoever says I, I want to hear yours first goes?
1: <laughs> I think we've been alternating. Am I supposed to go first?
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Should I do it? Just I now? think so. Okay. <laughs> la 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 la. Happy songs before we talk about the Bill Witch House. <gasps>
1: Have you heard uh, of it? No, never heard
0: of it. Yeah, it was very. T- I mean, obviously, I'm always tempted to do something in New England, but I didn't because I was like, I'm too. I keep doing it. It got a knot. All right, the Bell Witch House that's what it's referred to. So, this takes place in the early 1800s. This man, John Bell, and his family, they moved to a town that's now known as Adams, Tennessee. So they moved into this log cabin had a bunch of land. They're a pioneer family. They acquire a bunch more land over the period that they lived there. So they ended up having about 300 acres of land, a little over that. So all was well. They're going about their lives, being a family, pioneer family. And on one day in 1817, John was out in the cornfield and he came across this animal that had a body of a dog, but a head of a rabbit.
1: And it was standing <gasps> I in the have middle. heard this story. You have? Yes. It's scary, right? Oh my gosh. Okay, keep going. What? Mom? Corinne? <laughs> <laughs> I thought my mom was outside my door. I'm okay. I'm getting the sweats like you
0: usually get. I think the washing machine's on, so we're gonna say that's what that is because I think Mm -hmm. it is on. Oh my god! Oh my god! You're scaring the shit out of me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. On one fateful day in 1817, John was in his cornfield and he came across an animal that the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit. So he's like, "What the fuck?" and he shoots the animal a bunch of times, but the animal vanishes. So this is what started all of the paranormal happenings. That's when it all began. So I think that day or within a few days, his family is inside their house, and they start hearing banging noises on the wall. And each night, the banging comes back, and it gets louder and louder. And they would go out and try to investigate, and the sons would run out and try to catch the perpetrator, but they they would never find anyone. No one was outside. So... It's kind of all a mystery, but then they learned that it's actually something paranormal because the kids began to see things, too. So they would be in their beds at night, and they'd wake up, and their sheets would be pulled off of them. It would be being pulled off of them, and their pillows would be thrown onto the ground. They said rats would be chewing at their bedposts. Oh. Which is super bizarre, and you're like, what yeah. the fuck? So... The family started being like, okay, this is – something's off, (laughs) clearly. (laughs) Smart. (laughs) Something a little weird. I don't think this is normal. (laughs) So, um, yeah, they start hearing whispering and singing. And they said it sounded like a, a woman's voice. It was a female voice. And it was singing of hymns. So the banging noises were happening outside. And then singing got louder and louder. And the spirit got stronger. To the point where the youngest da- daughter started being attacked. Her hair Mm-mm. was being pulled. She was being slapped repeatedly. So much so that you could visibly see the marks on her body. She'd have like welts and hand prints on poor her body. Girl. I know. Um, and John, he was the father. He, at first, the family wanted to keep it inside. They're like, "Don't tell anyone this. This is really bizarre. We don't want to be outcasts." But then it gets so bad, especially with the youngest daughter being beat maliciously by this entity that um, John, the father, he finally told his best friend what was going on. So his friend and his friend's wife were like, well, we'll come spend the night. Like, let's see for ourselves what's going on here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they come over for a sleepover, an adult sleepover. Uh, why do you keep doing that? Sorry. It's just so noisy. Ma? <laughs> Mom? mom oh my god you can't open and creak doors when i'm recording about (laughs) ghosts outside of my door she's laughing (laughs) it's sabrina's over here sweating (laughs) do you hear her laughing (laughs) she said sorry (laughs) (laughs) the worst part is i said mom and she didn't
1: respond (laughs) She's doing this on purpose. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Moving on.
0: (laughs) I'm real hot now. (laughs) Me too.
1: (laughs) But I'm hugging a pillow.
0: (laughs) Comfort. Mm. So John's friend and his friend's wife, they come over to spend the night and see for themselves what's going on. So they're sleeping and they wake up to the sheets being ripped off of their beds and they're being physically assaulted they're being slapped so they experience it too so it's okay so they're being they're being physically assaulted they're being hit like slapped just like the daughter was so the man the the friend he jumps out of bed and he yells in the name of the lord who are you and what do you want and nothing responded but after that there was no activity for the night it just fell silent But that didn't mean that the presence didn't go away. It was just for that night. The presence, in fact, got more and more daring. It started singing hymns very loudly. It spoke intelligibly. It expressed its intent on killing John Bell, the father. It quoted the Bible, and it repeated two sermons, word for word, that had been preached on the same day, same time, 13 miles apart which I'm like that's a demonic presence. Yeah, that's terrifying. But the spirit identified itself as being Kate Bats, the witch of Kate Bats, which supposedly was a neighbor of John Bell and they like had a little tiff. They weren't they weren't on good terms. So she passed away or whatever and decided to haunt him. So so much is going on at the Bell farm that the mayor gets word, the mayor, General Andrew Jackson of Nashville, which isn't far away from uh, Adams, Tennessee, and he and his posse ride over in 1819. So this is two years after the hauntings start happening. So they ride over, they're strolling down to the farm, they have a wagon and a whole crew with them, and then all of a sudden the wagon stops. It's stuck, and the horses are trying to pull it forward, but it just won't move forward. And then the mayor is frustrated, and he yells out a few words, and he says, that must be the bill." Which, And then a female (laughs) voice appears, speaks to them, allows them to pass, and then it's like, oh, I'll talk to you later.
1: Catch you tonight. This is not the last time you'll be hearing from me. Yeah,
0: and they're all like, what the fuck? But they keep going, which I'm like, dude, turn around. So they're all hanging out with John Bell and his family. They're just shooting the shit and stuff, and... Nothing's really happening in the house. And then I wrote one dickhole, because I'm pissed at this guy. (laughs) Then one dickhole thinks he's tough. And he starts saying how the entity is afraid of the silver bullet that he has in his pistol. And that's why nothing's happening. Because his silver bullet will just eliminate, it will take out any evil presence. Mm. So he's coaxing the spirit which people still do today, but I'm like, dude, we learned in the 1800s not to coax the spirit yeah. by this story. People are stupid. <laughs> so, the guy who's saying this, all of a sudden his body starts being thrown around, and he says he's being stabbed with, like, pins and needles. Like, it feels like he's just being like... a being, voodoo like, doll type thing? Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then he's physically shoved out the front door by this invisible presence. And then the the entity spoke again, and it said... That there was someone else in this room that was, quote, fraud. And that she'd come back for him tomorrow. So, not surprisingly so. Everybody wanted to leave. (laughs) But the mayor was like, "Mm, no, you know what? I think I might trust this ghost. And I want to see who the fraud is. So, we're staying. So, the men are upset. They're begging to leave. But they reluctantly set up camp and... The next thing that is written, the next record written, is that the crew was seen in a nearby town early the next morning. So it's not known what happened between the time that they set up camp that they were seen in the next town. But something happened and they got out of there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Spooky. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) Sometime later, I don't know how many years later, but one of the bell daughters is in love, and she wants to get married uh, to this man named Joshua. But the entity, who is still with them and actively terrorizing them, tells Betsy that she doesn't want him, want her to marry him. And Betsy's like, but I love him. So Betsy's like, I'm going to ignore her, this spirit, this demon,
1: basically. who's Who's like basically become a part of their everyday life.
0: Yeah, like, speaks to them, has conversations yeah. with them. That's why I was like, this is kind of it feels unbelievable. But so, so she's like, I don't want you to marry him. But Betsy's like, but I want to. And then the entity follows her and Joshua wherever they go. If they go into the cave that's on the property, if they go into the field, if they're running around by the stream, like it's, it's always with them and terrorizing them. So finally Betsy's like, okay, fine, and broke it off. Later on, Betsy marries hurt the local school teacher and had no problem no issues the ghost yeah. was like cool Down so she again. was nice
1: to her it's weird and She's i like didn't guardian. see
0: i didn't see if betsy was the youngest daughter or not but i'm like why would you slap around one kid and then look over the other it didn't clearly this spirit is a little delusional it's not making sense. But then her poor dad, so John, the guy that that moved there with his family, he starts having some health issues. He's having trouble swallowing. He's having he's twitching and like having seizures. Um, and so he eventually got to the point where he wasn't able to leave the house, which was awful for him because he was stuck in the house with this entity that made it clear that they wanted him to die.
1: Yeah, they didn't like him.
0: Yeah, so he would try to put his shoes on. The entity would rip it off. He would try to get up or like when he was having a coma, it would like stops the shit out of him. I need to stop swearing. But yeah, so he was being abused and then in December of eighteen twenty, he eventually died. He slipped into a coma and he died. And the weird thing is, is after he died, his family found a little bottle of liquid. It was this dark liquid. <laughs> You're- Do you remember this? Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. (laughs) And they're like, what is this? So they take a little, a few drops, and they feed it to their cat, and the cat dies. Okay, I'm sorry. Do
1: not feed it to your freaking cat. Your cat didn't do anything wrong.
0: It's the 1800s. I bet they didn't really care, about. it was probably an outdoor cat.
1: Feed it to the rats that are eating at your bedpost. Come on. They should. They should. I'm
0: sorry, But they fed it to the cat. And the cat passed away. And then the Entity came forth and said, oh, yeah, I gave that to John, too. So basically saying, like, I poisoned him to death. So then they have the funeral for John. It's a huge funeral. It said it was, like, one of the biggest funerals of the town. He, the family knew everyone. It was one of those things. So a ton of it was huge turnout. Everyone comes, including the Entity, who <laughs> is audibly laughing as he's being buried. And stayed at the grave, laughing until the very last person left the funeral,
1: which oh, is messed
0: up. My gosh, it's disrespectful. So the entity came and went a few more times throughout the the Bell's lives. Uh, they visited; it visited John Bell's widow and told her that it would return seven years later, which it did. And then spoke to the son and was just like talking to him, I guess saying some things. I don't know. But then it also said that it was going to visit in 107 years, it was going to visit John's most direct descendant, which would have placed it at the year 1935. And he did have a direct descendant who actually wrote a book about this whole, this whole thing, the Bill witch house. But did she come back? I don't, well, I don't, I'm, it's not clear. Just the sources that I read were just like, Oh, and he wrote a book about it. So I'm like, well, did he write a book about the experiences of his ancestors or about the the thing that happened to him? Right. I don't know. I guess we'll have to get the book. That's a Whoa. good pitch for the book. Yeah. <laughs> so while the, the entity hadn't made itself present like it did in the past, the area is actually still haunted. So people say that there are children they've heard, they've reported hearing Children playing, people talking, seeing a candlelight go out in the field like someone's walking with a candle. They see human like figures walking around, and people have taken photos where mist will appear. There's also a cave on the property, and that's become a very big attraction. The man that owned the property, I think he owned it around like the 1970s, Bill Eden, he had quite a few experiences on the land and in the cave. So he ended up putting lights in the cave and allowed people to come visit. So he would do like little tours. Uh, He said that he heard footsteps all the time and he would see a floating solid white figure moving around in different areas of the cave. It wasn't always like one, one spot. And there are a few, a few reports on some of the tours that he did. So one time a woman went down with her friends and suddenly, They're walking down. She's in the front of the group and she suddenly sits down and everyone's like, why are you sitting? And she said, she wasn't sitting. Something was holding her down. So her friends started pulling her up and eventually got her up and they, they left. And another time there was a girl in the group going through the cave that was complaining that nothing was happening and sort of questioning if the cave was really haunted. She was walking in the front of the group and then she suddenly stumbled back, took a few steps back. She was falling. And they were like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And she said that she'd just been slapped. And Bill's like, hmm, that's, you didn't know. So they go up out of the cave and he shines a flashlight on her face. And you can see a red handprint from where she got slapped. And she was in the front of the group. So no one could have slapped her because everyone was behind her. Another occurrence happened when soldiers from Fort Campbell, Kentucky came. And one of the guys, they were all talking to, um, Bill. And one of the guys was like, you know, I've been to a lot of haunted places. I've never really seen anything I want to believe, but like, I'm not really sure this place actually is haunted. Nothing's happened. The night went on and they're all talking and hanging out. And then when it comes time for them to leave, the guy who said that he's trying to get up and he starts to panic and he's sweating and he's yelling for help. And everyone's like, oh, good play. Like. They're not fooling us, but then he's like sweating, like hands visi- visibly. They touch his hands; they're clammy. And he said that he feel he felt arms holding him, squeezing him, and he was having a hard time breathing. So they finally get him up, and he finally calms down. And he's like, "I believe now." Yeah. So the recurring theme is that if you say you don't believe something bad, is something happen physical again. happens, yeah. to you, you get attacked. There, The property is still available right now to go and do, like, little ghost tours. So the current residents are Chris and Walter Kirby. They started doing the cave tours, and they, they did some renovations to the cave, cave, too. So I think they redid the lighting and the paths and stuff, so it's a little bit more friendly for people to come and, and walk through it. But they said that they hear noises often. And one time, Chris, she was giving a tour with the dog – and they heard raspy breathing mm-hmm. and she turned around and it wasn't coming from anyone on the tour and no one else heard it so she was like this is weird and then they keep going on the tour and all of a sudden or chris starts explaining about the witch and the dog suddenly goes berserk it's growling it's baring its teeth it's like the hair is up on it's like ah. <gasps> so they're like oh my gosh and they're trying to calm down the dog and then the dog s- switches the dog just starts whining and, and trying to hide between her legs. And right as that happens, Chris's flashlight goes out and another woman in the tour's camera turns off. So something was happening. Ugh, Whoa. Chills. Yeah, but they yeah, they say they see apparitions a lot. And one interesting thing, and it relates to a few of our past episodes is that they said that there are certain apparitions that you just see out of the corner of your eye. Weird. Oh, and I read that there's – it's not really – I don't know if you can call it a tradition, but people started taking artifacts from the cave because they either thought the cave had a lot of energy and it would bring the energy into their home, or that any piece of the cave is haunted and that they were then going to get to see some paranormal stuff happen. Right. And the the owners said that they receive a ton of boxes that just have, like, rocks and stuff in them. Because they don't want Packages. them anymore? Because people say that they – yeah, they get – they become very unlucky and have a lot of misfortune and start getting haunted. So they just – they're like, oh, God, I didn't know. What did I, what I do? <laughs> yeah, send the rock back. Wow. Pretty crazy. Yeah, so if anyone's looking to go – it's called The Bell Witch House, and it's in Adams,
1: Tennessee. Wow. That's such a good story, Corinne. Thanks. It was scary writing it. It was scary. <laughs> in my um, haunted
0: house, do
1: typing. I feel like the lesson of that story is like is treat your neighbors as you would like to be treated. Mm-hmm. Because they'll come back and – Because I, I wonder what he did to her to make her that mad at him. I know.
0: And some people were – We're trying to – they were questioning whether it was actually her, if she truly became so powerful in the afterlife and so vengeful that she had all Mm -hmm. of this energy and stalked them for so long. Or if her – the energy from her anger came off and became its own evil entity.
1: Well, what – can you tell us about your house? I sure can. Um, So it's called the Sally House. That is a name. It was given because the main ghost that people say haunt the house, haunts the house is named Sally. The house is in Atchison, Kansas, which is the town known for where Amelia Earhart was born. And the address is 508 North 2nd Street. Oh, and it's, wow. Yeah. It's open for people to do paranormal investigations or to just go visit the house Um, and... That is what people do because it's very haunted. So, so, okay. Yeah. It was built in 1867 and the house originally belonged to Michael Finney and was passed down for nearly a century through their family. And Michael Finney passed away in the house in 1872. And then his son passed away in the house in 1874 And there are a ton of different family members that have died in that house or there's a neighboring house right next door that the family also built and they have like, there's just a lot of family history of people dying in the home or going to the hospital and then going home to die. So there's just a lot of spirits that have passed through that house. Um, And on top of that, a lot of the family members were facing misfortune in their personal lives. And so they started to move away from the town because they were like, I don't think that... There's good energy here. I don't feel yeah. happy or I'm I'm not doing well in my life. But there's one guy who stayed. His name is Charles Finney, and he was a doctor and he was also a talented figure skater and <laughs> many talents. He did yeah, oh, it goes on. There's more. He was also the mayor in 1913, but then he got impeached. So you could do back,
0: anything you wanted
1: back then. Seriously. That's what dreams but, are made of. But apparently, he was a really good figure skater. He won the gold in, in a competition, and but shortly fell out of favor with the figure skating world. And in 1885, he was banned from, a comp- from any and all competitions. And it even said in a local newspaper, it was printed, um, open to all gentlemen skaters except Charles Finney. Oh. <laughs> but it doesn't say what he did. So, like, it's just all these weird things were happening. So he... He wasn't allowed to do what he loved. He was impeached from being mayor. And um, basically what I'm... so bizarre. Yeah. So basically what it is is like that whole family seemed to have a bad case of just bad luck. And I wonder if it was something else. (laughs) Was that cheesy or what? (laughs) So then after the Finneys were in the home, many tenants occupied the house through the years, but none of them would ever stay very long. Um, and the records on the house aren't very complete and they like don't really specify how long people would say, but most of them are very, for very short periods of times. So then in the early nineties, I think it was December of 1992, uh, Tony and Deborah Pickman moved into the home and that's when Sally's house's notorious reputation began. So back to when Charles Finney lived in the house, remember how I said he was a doctor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he was a doctor and the legend says that a young girl was brought to the house in the middle of the night suffering from appendicitis and that Charles put her on the table in his living room and tried to perform an operation on her there on the table in the middle of the night. And she died
0: Oh no! in the middle
1: of the operation. Poor girl. I know. So that is the ghost that people think like mostly – is haunting the house but Wait, there's she, so she's sally she's sally her okay. name is sally she was six years old at the time but the only weird thing is that there's no record of a sally in the town and it doesn't specify what date or anything but everyone who's lived in the house and tony and deborah like know the name is sally they've talked to psychics they've had so many uh paranormal investigators come to the house so it's it's known that it's sally but there's mm-hmm. a ton of kind of confusion because in EVPs, sometimes there are recordings of her saying, I'm sorry, he's making me do it. And like weird things like.
0: What? mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. He's making
0: me do it?
1: Yeah. So it's as if Charles or one of the other ghosts that are in the house, or there's just some bad entity that has gathered all these ghosts and they're using them for evil purposes.
0: Oh no, I hate that. Someone needs to help them.
1: I know. So- Deborah and Tony Pickman moved into the house in December of 1992. They spent the first few weeks unpacking and setting up the house and they didn't really notice anything weird. They had a baby on its way. So they were like setting up the nursery and making sure it was like baby proofed and everything. Mm-hmm. So they were really busy in the first few weeks of moving into the house and they didn't notice anything weird until the middle of January when really small things, mostly electrical, would happen between January and night and July of 1993. There's, a. will read a list of the things that happened. The first few weeks, the dog would bark fiercely at the threshold of what was to be the nursery. And it just randomly stopped after 10 days. But the dog wouldn't go into the room and would just sit, like, in the threshold barking like crazy. Ooh, and, that gives me
0: the creeps. And then, Especially the cat, that it was in the nursery.
1: I know. Well, like, almost everything happened up, in the nursery. Posted up where it's the most vulnerable. The cats would also react to things that weren't there as if like following things in the air and chasing after them. And then, like I said, there were all, a lot of them were electrical based happenings and like the microwave or stove timer would sound even if they didn't have it on or it wasn't at the end yet. They would sit in the living room watching TV and they'd have just the ceiling fan and the ceiling light on and the ceiling light would just dim (gasps) whenever they were in the room, but they didn't have a dimmer on the wall or anything and they had someone come and check out Check it out and the guy was like, It's just faulty wiring but he claimed to fix it, but it still would dim. And then
0: the timing of it. Yeah.
1: Like when they're in the room. Yeah,
0: if it doesn't happen when they're not in the room, then is that faulty wiring? Nope. It's a ghost. It's ghost. It's a ghost. Say it even quieter. It's like the penis game,
1: but reverse. Ghost. 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 okay so then when their newborn baby came home the baby would not sleep and they were they wrote it off as just a newborn baby not it makes sleeping cry I know and they were just they just thought they were being crazy parents who like didn't have enough sleep but they they swore that it sounded like their baby was just being woken up constantly and that it wasn't being allowed to sleep. And then there was just – there's a whole long list of things. Like the vacuum would – if they turned the vacuum on, someone – like something would turn it off. If they turned the TV off, someone – something would turn it on. The really creepy thing is that uh, the neighbor who lived in the home that was built – remember how I told you about how the Finnies built a home right next door? Uh-huh. Well, that new neighbor, her name is Carol, she one day went up to Deborah and, and said – that she could see directly into the nursery from her house. And oh. she asked Deborah why she was having the baby sleep with the light on every night. Oh, no, no, no. And Deborah said, well, she wasn't. The light's not on. Maybe you're just seeing, like, the ceiling fan or something when I go to check on the baby. And Carol's like, no, I'm pretty positive. I can see right into the room. It's no the ceiling lights of the nursery. So then it got even creepier on july 14th ow, ow. <laughs> i know this house is really creepy i yeah it's it's really where is weird. this again in atchison kansas oh. so then on july 14th 1993 deborah's sister karen came into town to help them with their newborn baby and they all spent the day at the at tony's parents house who lived in the town And Tony's sister-in-law told them that she stopped by the house earlier that day to drop off a um, high chair. And she like kind of seemed a little weird about it was just kind of nervous when she was talking to them about it. And she said, she's like, I feel guilty for like for going into your house when you weren't there. And they're like, Oh, it's no problem. Like we don't lock our door because family lives in town and we know people are going to be stopping by all the time. Um, And it didn't really make sense that she felt guilty because everyone in their family knew it was like a normal thing to stop by, even if people weren't home. So they go home that night and they say that this is the night and this is in quotes that they were pushed over the edge of disbelief and through the door of terror. They got home that night and her husband went to go to the bathroom upstairs. And as he was passing the nursery, he noticed all of the stuffed animals were on the floor. So he went downstairs to Deborah and asked why she put all the stuffed animals like that on the floor. And she was like, I didn't. So they go upstairs and into the nursery and every single one of the teddy bears was organized into a circle. Their backs up against each other facing forward.
0: It's like some weird ritual circle.
1: Yeah. So they thought maybe that's why the sister-in-law was acting weird and maybe she just did that or – Whatnot. So she they call her to make sure. And the sister-in-law said, no, but I have to tell you, like, the reason I was being so weird is that the second I walked into your home, I felt really uneasy and weird. And I dropped the high chair off and just left because I felt so uncomfortable. Oh, my gosh. And so they tried to write it off as, like, anyone anyone else in their family could have come in that night and or mm-hmm. that day and done it. But – Why would you so then, do something
0: so cruel? Yeah.
1: Why, why would you do that? But also, like, I, I mean, it makes sense. They were just trying to write it off. They were trying to come up with a reason for it. Mm-hmm. So they turn the light off and go downstairs. But the second they get to the base of the stairs, they look up, and the nursery light is back on. Fuck that house. Yeah. So they quickly left the house. I think they, like, picked every, up everything that they needed. And um, they left – but when they got to, back to Tony's parents' house, he had claw marks, claw marks, scratches in his back. He didn't – And he like he
0: didn't feel it.
1: He didn't notice – probably because they were so panicked and scared. Yeah. And so they decided to get a psychic to come to the house, and there were all these people who got involved in investigating the home, and it's, it's – like, since then, it just, like, got amped up, and there were so many spiritual uh, happenings and so much activity – and people were, have been sent to the hospital from bite marks and, like, terrible In the house? In the house. So it wasn't, it, it wasn't only, like, and people were writing them off. They were like, oh, you're just trying to get public attention and just trying to yeah. get money for this. Aww, yeah. But there were, so, like, so many paranormal investigators who would go into the house. And there are photos of them with physical bite, bite marks, scratches. So it's like they weren't crazy. Right. Like, this is, this, like, this ghost is being physical. Um, and there have been items that have been moved, misplaced, and then only, like, reappear or show up later. Phantom furniture has been heard along with thumps, thuds, knocks, scratching, and the sound of animals and human voices in the house. And some voices have been heard just with the naked ear. The amount of EVPs captured are, like, beyond most EVP recordings recorded in any place. Whoa. So that. The recordings feature the voices of men, women, and children. People have experienced terrible smells. And like I said, there's so much physical harm to people, like burns, cuts. Um, and most of the attacks have been centered on Tony Pickman and other men. So it's, it's got to be some men. awful,
0: like demonic presence.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially if Sally was like,
0: he's making me do this.
1: Right. There's one of them that's like, they're forming and coming back. Like, it sounds like someone's building up some type of like, not an attack army army of sorts and just building to get enough energy to make these attacks. I I just got so cold, but it's terrifying. And I don't think I did half the research. So like, I I apologize if this is not well researched, but I could have spent so long researching it. And there's, there's more like one of the neighbor's, Sons would wake up every morning at 2 to 3 a.m. screaming and oh saying things about God. the man and just really, really negative things. and oh, I hate when children are targeted, too. I know. Another thing with the Pickmans is, like, when they – you know how a lot of paranormal stories, they, when you take photos, there's, like, weird blurs and stuff on people's mm-hmm. faces. The Pickmans would take photos, and they, in almost every photo, there's, like, a blur – and a lot of them are covering people's faces. And
0: there's what? one photo.
1: There's one photo in particular that it's the way it's set up is a woman right next to a window facing a man, and the man's taking the photo. So you see in like you see him taking the photo of the woman, and in the window behind her, you see his shadow. But then you see like two other kind of figures. Oh, and someone contrasted the photo. And it's very clearly a little girl's face and a red demon with yellow eyes. My mom has to sleep with
0: me tonight.
1: <laughs> it's terrifying.
0: I oh
1: I like never it reminds even heard me
0: of like
1: the demons being that color. It reminds me of the demon from Insidious. Oh. <sighs> wow. That, but that is Sally's house. I hate that so mm-hmm. much. I really don't like that story. It's I started watching a documentary that I had to turn off because it was just it's, it's
0: Is that why when you texted me and you were like, I'm freaking out at all these ghost videos?
1: hmm Because a lot of them are the EVPs and the EVPs are terrifying. It's like little girls saying saying really <coughs> like foul language and it, it like sounds like a little kid. Yeah. It's weird, and then, yeah, just the idea of like, this like it feels like these ghosts are being trapped by an evil spirit and aren't being allowed to cross over. That's so terrible.
0: The whole thing, it's like, yeah, I mean, they caught it on camera. There's a demonic presence, and it's. I feel like this is a story that's been not obviously the specific story, but this is a storyline that happens more frequently. Where there'll be a demonic presence and it will hold everything.
1: Keep everyone captive. Yeah. Well, do you want to tell me about your haunted house a little bit? Okay. So, we built
0: this house. And a lot of people think that haunted houses mean that someone has to die there or something has to happen on the land. But the houses in this neighborhood, there's some stuff that's happened. We have neighbors down the street that had to have it cleansed. Mm -hmm. by a professional because a lot of stuff was happening and things were getting thrown around. But my house, it's, I mean, it's not very active right now at the moment, but when we were younger, a lot of stuff would happen. And it's it's mostly positive. It's not, there's only been like maybe a couple instances that happened one time only where I was actually like, wow, I'm afraid to be in here. But it's been, that was so long ago. So it's mostly positive. We have a couple resident ghosts. That have stayed here for a long time. There's one guy who is very pleasant. He he says, like, good morning and hi. <laughs> That's all he does. I hadn't heard him for a long time. Like, I had, I had never heard him, but my mom had heard him a bunch and other people, and I heard him for the first time a couple of years ago. It was, like, two summers ago or something, so I was home from college or had just graduated, and I was sleeping, and I woke up, and you know how you just, like, kind of stay awake sometimes in right. the morning for, like, an hour on your phone or whatever? Yeah. So, I was awake, and I heard, good morning, and I was like, oh, it is a good morning. Thank you. That's pleasant. Yeah, and then there's another another guy. He's tall. We all figured out that we had seen him. I think I was maybe in middle school or something, and I finally brought it up. I was like, I see... My brother's like, "Oh my gosh, I see him too." And we realized that my whole family had seen this guy. He's also a nice ghost. He just kind of hangs out in some of the rooms that have antiques. So I sort of think maybe he's attached to an antique. Interesting. But yeah, he just walks between rooms. He's very tall. He walks between rooms and just looks out the window. You don't you don't see him super often, but he seems nice. He is. He's a good guy. <laughs> Nothing, and we had a we had a ghost dog before, so I have never seen the dog, but other people have the dog was frequently seen by guests of our house, so people that we and we don't advertise our house as being spiritually right. active, so a lot of our friends coming over don't know, but the mm-hmm. ghost dog was seen a lot. It was a black lab with a red collar. And really? yeah, people, people saw, saw the dog, a couple of my friends saw the dog. And one time i one of my moms, it was a friend, like through a mutual friend. I don't, I don't know. Someone was at our house that my mom knew, mm-hmm. um, that was visiting in town and she, this woman is a little more sensitive and she was sitting down at the kitchen table and she goes, Oh, my mom was like, are you, is everything okay? And she was like, Oh yeah, I just, I mean, I don't. I don't want to alarm you, but I just saw a dog. It it went by, and it, it's like, kissed her or yeah. something, and, like, swooped by, like, brushed up against her. Just said hello. Yeah, so she didn't know that we knew this stuff was happening. So this woman saw something, and was like, oh, I don't want to make you scared that yeah. I saw something. But this is what just happened, and it was the dog. So, Oh, my yeah, gosh. we have the dog. Wow. Obviously, when you see it, it's a little spooky because you're not prepared to see something in that moment. Right. But there's been, well, I will tell you there were two things that, that happened to me or one, one thing that happened to me twice that I really didn't like. And there's a mirror and on our first floor and no one mm-hmm. else has had this experience, only me, but I would be standing in the kitchen and I can see myself in that mirror. And twice I've had people walk behind me. And there's no way you can. that's creepy. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a nice ghost, that's creepy. Yeah, there was a guy that walked behind me and then a woman with brown hair and and a ponytail. Yeah. Those weren't fun, but the other ones are okay.
1: My house growing up was haunted, too. I I mean, obviously with the whole uh, dream story, but...
0: And your dad sounds very sensitive.
1: Yeah, but... It was very clear that there was a mom and a son ghost in our house growing up, and my brother used to wake up in the middle of the night to and, like, go to my parents and say, tell the little boy I don't want to play. Oh, and, wow. That's intense. Mm-hmm. Because he just wanted to sleep. And then uh, his toys, my brother's toys, would just go off. I remember there was one time we were sleeping in our basement, and his, my brother's fire truck, which was across the room for, from us just started the sirens would go off and he had it.
0: seems way more haunted than mine like we have a lot of spirits but they don't you see yeah. them more like them actually physically do something
1: right yeah ours did a lot um and like my brother had a blues clues book that when you open the book his the blues clues figure that came with it would wake up and go and and yeah it would go off by itself without the book being opened and like when people were asleep or not in the room so little boy probably just liked that those toys wow and my brother used to dream of this room in our basement and it was like nightmares there was it was a closet of sorts and he would dream that if you opened it it was this like black pit that you would just fall into and there was like negative things in there and so he'd always have nightmares where he would be approaching the door and he'd wake up right before going into the doorway.
0: Your poor brother. I know. It sounds like he got a lot of stuff directed yeah. towards him.
1: Should, Should we, we Yeah, yeah.
0: read yeah. some stories? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll read one first. I have one pulled up. Okay. It's from Holly, and she says... Last December, we took a trip up to Northern California to visit my fiancé's dad. There was a group of six of us, so we stayed at a house that shared a plot of land with his dad's house. It was completely furnished, but no one lived in it because the owners inherited it, and it was just a vacation spot. When we walked into the house, you could tell it had a lot of character. There was lots of eclectic artwork on the walls. Hello, naked ladies. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) And the furniture was all antique. The living room was lined with bookshelves that were full of antique books. And we immediately felt like there was some sort of story to this house. But all we knew is that the family who owned it before lived miles away in the Bay Area. One friend of mine is very affected by spirits and general paranormal activity. She's definitely not open to it as it freaks her out. But she often sees ghosts and communicates with people who aren't there. When we all checked out the house, you could tell she was uneasy. She walked into the master bedroom where she was going to sleep and immediately walked out saying she couldn't sleep there. Since (laughs) my – yeah. Just to know already, like, nope. Yeah.
1: In and out, real quick. Mm -hmm. Nope.
0: Since my fiancé and I weren't – since my fiancé and I aren't easily spooked, we slept in the master while she happily took the inflatable mattress downstairs. We spent the day hanging out in the house, drinking wine, generally having a fun, easygoing time, but the entire time it felt like we were waiting for someone to join us. I had a feeling like someone in our group went to the bathroom or went upstairs and that I could sense them somewhere else in the house. Spoiler alert, we were all just sitting in the living room together. I couldn't shake the feeling that there was a seventh person with us. I'd constantly be checking over my shoulder because I felt like there was someone watching us from the kitchen. Mm Mm-mm. There was also a strange bedroom just off the kitchen, but none of us slept in it. It was If the rest of the house was old-timey and full of ta- antiques, this room may as well have just been ultra-modern. Plain white walls, single twin bed against the wall, and nearly empty shelves around the perimeter. Here's the kicker. When you entered that room, it felt ice cold and drafty. We basically <sighs> shit ourselves from fear as we walked in. It took us less than a minute to look around, flick off the lights, slam the door, and run as far away from that room as possible. The next morning, I woke up and went downstairs to the living room. My medium friend was stark white. She said she hadn't gotten any sleep because there was a woman sitting in the reclining chair the entire night, just no. watching her. Whew,
1: I just got full body chills. I, I bet- don't know why she would stay there all the the whole night. The woman, or no, the girl in the the mattress? girl.
0: Well, you're probably frozen with fear. You like aren't like, because if you think, I don't know, what if you stand up and she r- chases after you?
1: Ah. <laughs> ah. That's why you're safer under the covers. <laughs> that's, well, debatable. If they pull it off, you're not.
0: Yeah, that's messed up. Keep your, that's why you get a tuck, 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 taco, taco. <laughs> doesn't make sense that I said taco. It's a burrito. <laughs> All right. So she said she hadn't gotten any sleep because there was a woman sitting in the reclining chair the entire night just looking at her. Or just watching her. At that point, it was all but confirmed that there was something spooky about the house we were staying in. We kind of just laughed it off and went about our business. (laughs) Why? How?
1: Someone address it! (laughs) Someone talk about
0: it! Okay. Our final day there, we were talking to my fiancé's stepmom told us what happened. The lady who lived in the house was old and died of natural causes a few years back. In the bed that I slept in. I literally slept on the pillows that held her dead body. Shudders.
1: (laughs) I just shuddered.
0: (laughs) I can't even imagine. The stepmom told us that the house was indeed haunted, but she withheld that information initially because she didn't want to freak us out. She said that she was a peaceful spirit as long as you didn't bring in negative energy. Luckily, the group of us all got along really well and ended up having a really fun weekend without a single bit of negativity. After we left, the stepmom said that she was in the house washing the linens from our stay when she got frustrated at the malfunctioning dryer. She started cursing and banging on it when all of a sudden she felt a draft, walked into the kitchen, and saw every cabinet wide open. No... She took it as a sign from the spirit to calm down, so she apologized to the old woman, went back to doing the laundry. And when she was done, she went back to the kitchen, and there was just one single cabinet open, almost as a warning. She told us that last bit of the story just a couple weeks ago. It was so normal to her that she didn't think it was important to share. I think it's safe to say that we will never stay in that house again. Keep slaying this podcast. See you on the other side. Holly.
1: Whoa. I wonder if the old lady's regret in life is that she was too stressed out about things or, like, let little things get to her. So she's like, just enjoy
0: it. You're still alive. Oh, because she's like, hey, don't be negative. Like, yeah. it's just a dryer. Calm
1: down. Yeah. It's just technology. Maybe. Or
0: the flip side. She's very controlling. Ooh. I'd like to think that she's trying to be nice. <laughs> we can think that. Grandma's nice. But, but how- she'll just watch you while you sleep. Oh, my God. so creepy. For to sit there the entire night, too. It's not just like... Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people say, like, oh, I'll wake up at night. You see something, and it feels like forever, but maybe it was just five minutes or mm-hmm. two minutes, and then it disappears the entire night sitting Could you there. you imagine? No. That's like and then to know too that you slept in the bed that she died in
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's not a new bed but at
1: least they, at least she didn't haunt up there like it's interesting that the girl who gets all those feelings went into that room walked out and yet the ghost still followed her and slept, like sat with her Which downstairs is so sad for that girl <laughs> i know she can't escape it yeah that is weird
0: because you would think that she would be upstairs in her own bedroom mm-hmm. like who's sleeping in my bed who's touching my things. But
1: I'd love to hear the, it from that girl's side. Oh, I know.
0: It sounds like ask. she probably has a lot of experiences.
1: Yeah. Like, I wonder if she went into that room and saw the old lady there and that's why she turned. Oh, and just and didn't
0: want to say anything to anyone. Yeah. And freak them out. <gasps> yeah. And then the old lady saw that she saw, saw, that she saw. Mm-hmm. and she can see her.
1: Did She's we? like, well, Did I'm you just st- going to stare at you all night. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have try a me, story Yeah, should I read my email? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. Well, I'm going to read the first part of it because it's really nice to us. It says, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, girls. First off, I just want to say I'm completely obsessed with your podcast. I have been searching for a good ghost podcast, and you guys have finally filled that void. I feel like I'm sitting in the room with you when you guys are telling your stories. Me and my family love talking about ghosts and are super interested in the paranormal. Well, I wanted to tell you two different ghost experiences I have personally had, so here they are, and I'm only going to tell one. Okay. So my second story is short, but still freaks me out. Well, my grandfather passed away a couple of years ago, and we came home that night after the funeral, and we placed an arrangement of flowers received in the center of the dining table quick side note our dining table weighs about 200 pounds and it's two pieces it's about an inch thick of glass on top and the bottom stand is wrought iron so it's pretty freaking heavy back to the story that night everyone went to sleep only to be awakened by a huge bang so loud that it shook the house everyone in the house woke up and to our absolute surprise our dining table was flipped over causing a giant hole in the wall and the flowers were completely smashed how did that happen I have no fucking idea. (laughs) But but my mom is convinced that there was a spirit in the house that just didn't like us bringing something home from someone else's funeral. That maybe they felt left out or just flat out insulted. Well, I hope you enjoyed my stories. I haven't experienced much since then, but I'll keep you posted. XOXO, Tiffany. Tiffany's mom is right. It definitely wasn't the grandfather. No. Oh, no. That's anger. That is someone... That's a lot of energy. And... I have to say, if ghosts are going to be doing this crazy shit and like throwing open all these carpet doors and flipping over a 200-pound table, can you just pick up a pen and write a note? <laughs> right? You would say that because you're a writer. That's what you think of. I know, but doing like my clearly homework. they're... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be cool. I didn't think of that. That's a good one. But I mean, no. No, like, I agree they're with clearly you. They're clearly trying to get a message across, so why aren't they... Just write it down. Like, I'm sorry, don't be a child and throw a temper tantrum. (laughs) And just, I don't know, say, hey, Corinne and Sabrina, here's my grievances in the world. You know what? You don't even have to be grammatically correct. You can say, I hate you or I don't don't like the way you peel your oranges. It really bothers me. You smell bad. (laughs) Put the toilet seat down. Keep your feet out of the covers so I can pull your feet. Yeah, or share the covers.
0: That's why I keep pulling them towards me. Make more room in your bed.
1: Stop oh, being gross. a hog.
0: No, you took it too far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm in agreement with you. You should. I think you should set out a pen and a piece of paper. I mean, your apartment right now isn't. Nothing's going on, but it's not haunted. Maybe. But if it
1: ever is, in any so location for all that of the you, ghosts, for all of the ghosts listening hmm take note hmm write a note
0: <laughs> take note and write a note maybe do something productive <laughs> write a novel write a children's book brush my hair <laughs> brush my teeth put on my pajamas put me to bed tuck me in drive me to work
1: <laughs> pluck my eyebrows wax my mustache oh the eyebrow that one's a good one yeah i hate doing that <laughs> wow can you imagine Life would be so much easier. Well, everyone, listen <laughs> up. <laughs> we're serious now. We're we're it's time to get serious. Send us your ghost stories. Mm-hmm.
0: Please do. We have an email. It's called Two Girls One Ghost Podcast at gmail dot com. We are also on Instagram and Twitter, and we have a Facebook page that we have since made private. So now, if you want to share any of your ghost stories or things that you find don't worry your friends will not see that you're posting weird crap on your feed yeah
1: your ghost obsession is a secret Mm -hmm. it's safe with us
0: so if you want to keep sharing ghost stories with us and listening to us please subscribe rate and write us a review on itunes that helps us a lot with staying in the charts and being relevant (laughs) yeah Thank you for listening. And if you have any suggestions of what you want to hear, different topics. We know some people have been giving us some good topics, especially um, on Twitter, direct messaging us. So we love that. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, everyone, we'll see you. See you on the other other side. side.